Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. <laughs> Not generally. Sometimes. Maybe. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. We're also uh, heard up in Oregon on 91.7 KYAQ on the Central Coast, 106.7 KSO in Cottage Grove. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 92.9 WLRI. In Maui, Hawaii on 88.5 KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1. In Palinville, New York on 102.9 WLPP. In Grand Rapids, Michigan on WPRR. In New Orleans on 102.3 WHIV. In Washington, D.C. on 105.5, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, Detour Talk, and Radio Sputnik, amongst other fine affiliates, both terrestrial and streaming. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today for another thrilling, action-packed adventure. And it is an adventure because about half the studio is out of power here. So we're going to work through this as we go. Uh, we haven't been able to, to open the phones for quite a while as our... Uh, flagship station here in Los Angeles has been on a long fun drive. So my thanks to those of you who uh, help keep the mighty KPFK here in L.A. uh, to continue to be radio powered by we the people. So today, if the uh, technology will allow me, I will crack open the phones finally since we are back live in the uh, studio on air with you today. And uh, as I suspect, there's a lot y'all may want to talk about uh, or ask me about. Uh, So uh, following, uh, boy, among other things, the bombshell news that we've been talking about on our shows in the last few days here regarding, among among other things, the uh, Alabama's homophobic, anti-Muslim, anti-rule of law, twice removed from the state Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore, Uh, And the new allegations against him in advance of his upcoming special U.S. House election for the U.S. Senate against Democrat Doug Jones. We've got quite a bit more news on that story today very shortly, including yet another allegation of, yeah, pedophilia from another woman today. Also, if you've got any thoughts or questions about the huge win for Democrats and progressives up and down the ballots in uh, in states all across the country last week that we have not been able to open the phones to talk about with you uh, and those uh, election victories suggesting at least that the resistance is holding. Uh, 
uh, at least for now, at least at the ballot box at this moment. Uh, so if you want to talk about that, I'll be happy to hear from you. And if you have thoughts or questions on a story that we've been covering very closely now for many weeks regarding the election server that was completely wiped out by the state of Georgia shortly after a lawsuit was filed challenging results from uh, from both last year's presidential election in the state and the June 20th U.S. House special election in Atlanta, where former Secretary of State Karen Handel is said to have narrowly defeated Democrat John Ossoff, despite John Ossoff's pre-election lead in the polls and the state's use of 100 percent unverifiable voting systems, for which the passwords were reportedly left online on that server for months in the lead up to the election. We've been following that story very closely on the broadcast for some time. Had the the plaintiff in the lawsuit on recently to respond to the fact that the state attorney general has now, for some reason, mysteriously dropped out of uh, defending the secretary of state there, Brian Kemp. Uh, in that lawsuit after the uh, after the deletion of the election server that is at the heart of this case uh, and that would be needed, that is needed for a forensic investigation to determine if the system, the election system used in June and used in November of last year in Georgia, if that system was manipulated in any way. For some reason, they wiped out the server. So if you got calls on that or anything else you'd like to chat about today, uh, coming up, well, you can get in line now. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-5735. Um, but a few uh, late news items that we have been following first before I get into the latest from Alabama. Uh, rescuers were digging with their bare hands on Monday through debris of buildings that were brought down by a powerful earthquake that killed now more than 400 people in the once-contested mountain border region between Iraq and Iran, with nearly all of the victims in the, uh, in the area that has been rebuilt since the end of the ruinous 1980s war between those two nations. Sunday night's 7.3 magnitude earthquake struck about 19 miles outside the eastern Iraqi city of Halabja, which is a city made infamous after the U.S. ally Saddam Hussein at the time used chemical weapons to kill thousands of his own citizens there. In a, um, the worst damage appears to be in, uh, in a Kurdish town in a western Iranian province in the mountains that divide Iran and Iraq. Apartment complexes were collapsed into rubble. Many of the heavily damaged complexes apparently were part of construction projects under the former hardline president, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. But uh, as of now, the quake has killed at least 407 people in Iran and injured more than 7,000 others. In Iraq, the earthquake killed at least seven people and injured uh, over 500 others. There's uh, a disparity in the fatality figures between Iran and Iraq. Um, and those drew some questions, apparently, from Iranians uh, because so much of the town in Iraq was new. Uh, this Apparently, this earthquake was uh, over 7.3 magnitude. And if it's a seven magnitude 7 quake is going to be very destructive as is. But this was apparently hit shallow, only about 14 miles down. Uh, and that caused 
the skyscrapers as far away as Dubai to be swaying. That's some um, more than 600 miles away. Uh, there's been nearly 120 aftershocks, um, although as bad as this one was in Iran, recently we've had even worse quakes there in 2003. A 6.6 quake flattened the historic city of Bam. That killed 26,000 people. And uh, the last major casualty earthquake in Iran struck in um, in 2012. That killed over 300 people. At the same time on Sunday, Desi Doyen, there were um, a lot of quakes, a lot of big quakes on Sunday all over the world. In Japan, they had a 6.1 off the right. East Coast. In Costa Rica, a six and a half. Uh, I think that was on Sunday as well. Right. I, I don't know if you know the answer here or not <laughs> to this question, but is there any relation between all of these quakes happening at the same time, virtually on the same day? Okay, I am no expert either, but as yes, you I, are. Uh, well, and, it, to me, you are. So <laughs> go ahead, proceed. I have been following Dr. Lucy Jones. She's the earthquake lady on Twitter. She's formerly the chief seismologist for the state of California. Mm -hmm. She's retired now, but she basically is the person everybody goes to to be our earthquake explainer. And uh, she hasn't said anything about these quakes being related today. Uh, essentially, over time, you know. In general, the idea is that, no, these earthquakes are not related to each other. Earth is a big planet, and while there is an emerging area of scientific research, checking into whether or not a large quake in one area of the world can help maybe induce or trigger another earthquake mm -hmm. in a different part of the world, that is still an emerging part of science. There is some indication, some new studies that have come out in the last couple of years that have shown links between different areas, you know, but they're generally not as far apart as, say, Japan and Iran. So could be just a coincidence. It could be overall. just a coincidence right. overall, but we don't know yet. There's just not enough uh, science on that yet to be able to say definitively for sure. All right. Well, see if you can nail that down by the end of the show, if you don't mind. As you do. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Uh, our phone numbers are 818-985-5735. Uh, and our, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Brad blog. Over the weekend, Senator Bill Cassidy, of uh, Republican of Louisiana, became the third member of his caucus to pull his support for Republican Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore over allegations that Moore pursued sexual relationships with teenagers in uh, while he was in his 30s and serving as a district attorney. Based on the allegations against Roy Moore, his response in what is known, I withdraw support, Senator Cassidy said. He followed Senators Mike Lee of Utah and Steve Daines of Montana, who rescinded their endorsement on Friday. Uh, over these allegations reported by the Washington Post and made by several women who say that Moore pursued them while they were teenagers and he was a prosecutor in his 30s. One woman accused, uh, accused Moore of initiating a sexual encounter when she was 14 years old. Moore on Friday denied any sort of misconduct and claimed he did not, did, quote, not generally date women in their teens. Would it be unusual for you as a 32-year-old guy to have dated a woman as young as 17? That would be a 15-year difference or a girl 18. Do you remember dating girls that young at that time? Not generally, no. If I did, I, you know, I'm not going to dispute anything, but I don't remember anything like that. And I don't remember ever dating any girl without the permission of her mother. 
Desi, is that telling? Uh, he says, well, A, not generally. He didn't generally. And B, he says he didn't date anybody without permission of their mother. Now, I don't uh, I don't recall ever asking anybody's mom for permission <laughs> to date the daughter. Well, uh, then again, you were also dating people your own age, unlike Roy Moore, who apparently, according to, you know, other people at the time, you know, there was another assistant DA who has said such things that, you know, it was fairly well known that he chose to go after teenage girls. Now, in the South, there is an area of Christian evangelicals uh, community that is okay with that and that they do find that it's important to have the parents' permission if you choose to go after girls that are under 18. But in my book, absolutely not. Okay, so it's not just that I wasn't polite uh, enough to ask the the mothers. Absolutely not. I didn't need to. Okay. Uh, In addition to those uh, three Republican senators now dropping their endorsement, uh, Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell on Monday said that the uh, Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate from Alabama should, quote, step aside in light of the allegations uh, that he had sexual contact with a 14-year-old girl decades ago. McConnell, speaking to reporters on Monday, said he now believes the woman, the women who were quoted in this detailed Washington Post story uh, about Moore's past relationship with them as, as young women. Previously, McConnell and a whole bunch of other uh, senators, uh, Republican senators, were all saying, well, he should step aside if the allegations were proven true. This time, McConnell did not add any such qualifier. He said uh, Moore needs to step aside, all of which has presented a terrible problem for the GOP right now, particularly since Moore says he has no intention of, uh, of dropping out of the race, still, even today. And Alabama Republican officials appear to be continuing to back their divisive and now more controversial than ever nominee. McConnell says that Republicans are looking at a write-in option in Alabama, though today the Alabama Republican chair warned officials against such a write-in campaign. In an interview in the Alabama Political Reporter, um, the uh, the chairwoman of the Republican Party of Alabama cautioned against supporting a write-in candidate in next month's Senate race as concerns in the party grow over allegations of sexual misconduct against Roy Moore. Terry Lathan uh, told the media outlet that, quote, it would be a serious error for any current elected GOP official or candidate to publicly endorse another party's candidate, an independent a third party, or a write-in candidate in a general election. Essentially, she was saying it would be a mistake not to uh, not to elect the alleged pedophile that we have nominated as a party. She said, I have heard of no GOP elected official or candidate that is even considering this option. But now Mitch McConnell is, in fact, uh, did say that he is looking for a write-in option. This is, of course... A huge problem right now for the Republicans. It's getting huger today, frankly, by the hour, uh, and not the least least of which is because of a new polling in the state that was released on Sunday. Now, on Friday on the broadcast, we, we covered new polling taken the day of the uh, Washington Post's explosive report on all of this. That polling that was taken on the same day the story came out 
found that the race between Moore and the Democratic nominee Doug Jones, which Moore had been leading by an average of six points, that race by Friday was a dead heat, according to that new poll. And now a new poll uh, over the weekend finds that Jones, the Democrat, is now leading Roy Moore in Alabama by four points. This, according to a new poll from the Louisiana-based JMC Analytics and Polling, Jones is now leading more by four points. Forty-six percent of likely voters polled said they would vote for Jones. Forty-two percent said they would vote for the Republican more, according to this new survey. It was uh, conducted on November 9 through 11, so that would include at least one day of polling on the same day, the day of Washington Post's report uh, that had come out that Moore had initiated this uh, sexual encounter with a 14-year-old back in 1979. So presumably, in even in this poll, not everyone knew the details of the reporting on that first day of polling here. So theoretically, the margin could now be even higher than four points for the Democrat. 38% of voters surveyed in the uh, in the poll said that they were less likely to support more following the accusations while 29% of voters <laughs> Des you may have to uh, help me with this as well since you're from the south okay. 29% of voters said they were more likely to support Roy Moore yeah. after these allegations <laughs> More likely? Really? Yes. Well, you know. Why it's, would that be? I, I, I think as I've done some reading uh, of Alabama political media and some of the interviews that people have been doing with Alabama Republicans is that it, it harkens back to tribalism, their tribal identity, that uh, often the Christian evangelical community, especially in the South, has felt that they are losing the culture war and that um, they are being attacked. The culture war that allows you to... <sighs> hit on, kiss, touch, 14-year-olds. Got uh, it. Okay, well, yeah, know, they're losing yeah, that culture war. They're proceed. losing that yeah. culture war, yeah. and so they're fighting back, and okay. they really don't appreciate, you know, these secular liberals coming in and telling them what to do, even even though one would think that, you know, hey, I'm so old, I remember when Christian evangelicals got really mad that Bill Clinton had an extramarital affair. Oh, so, yeah, remember you know, that? It seems, you know, they used to get really mad about— With a consenting adult in that case. They used to get Go really figure. mad about— married politicians having affairs, but that doesn't seem to matter as much they anymore. They were pretending. Uh, got any uh, what, Got any thoughts on this? Uh, why 29% of voters were more likely to support Roy Moore after these allegations? Uh, give us a call on that if you like. If our phones are working, 818-985-5735, 818-985-5735. Uh, my monitor here in the studio, Des, you're just going to have to point me towards the uh, calls when we get there because the monitor is still out, so I'm somewhat flying blind in here. Uh, and here's the thing to remember. Moore's name, no matter what, at least until or in, unless the Alabama legislature changes the law, and I would not put it by them, I wouldn't put it past them, talk about that in a moment, but his name is going to re remain on the ballot regardless of whether he drops out of this race or not. So uh, Alabama law does not allow candidates to remove their name from the ballot with uh, less than 76 days before the election. Absentee military and uh, overseas ballots have already gone out 45 days prior to the uh, to the December 12 election. 
Now, the uh, poll that I just read, putting the Democrat up in Alabama by four points, has a margin of error of 4.1 points. So that puts Jones' lead still within the margin of error before any Democrats get too excited about it. But um, as of late today, things are still getting worse for Roy Moore. And uh, it's, it's almost as if he knew that this might happen, what happened today. It is almost as if he knew what would happen when he was speaking, when he made this comment with Sean Hannity during his interview on Friday. I don't know what's coming next, but I'm sure that in the next four weeks, they're going to come out with another article. Well, sure enough, uh, today they did come out with another article, as another woman has now come forward to accuse Alabama uh, Senate uh, Republican Senate nominee Roy Moore of sexual misconduct uh, when she also was a minor. She is on record by name. Beverly Young Nelson says that Moore sexually assaulted her when she was 15 and uh, 16 years old. She held a news conference on Monday on this, saying that it was the previous women who came forward on record that gave her the courage to speak out. Moore called the allegations a witch hunt in a statement before the press conference today. This uh, latest accuser says that the uh, Senate candidate assaulted her when he gave her a ride home one night in the late 70s. Beverly Young Nelson cried at a news conference in New York with her attorney, Gloria Allred. Nelson says she was 16 years old. She was working at a restaurant when Moore was a regular there, that Moore groped her, touched her breasts, locked the door to keep her inside of his car when he had uh, promised to give her a ride home. She said she that he squeezed her neck while trying to push her head uh, down towards him uh, and that he tried to pull her shirt off. She said uh, that he finally relented and she was she was able she either fell or was pushed out of the car and warned that no one would believe her if she spoke about the encounter in the future, saying that she was just a child while he was a district attorney. And uh, CNN reports that apparently uh, he even signed her yearbook at some point, signing it uh, Roy Moore D.A. in her high school yearbook. Uh, She was a high school student at Gadsden High School while she was working at uh, the old Hickory House restaurant. Moore was a regular customer there supposedly who uh, sat in the same seat night after night. Uh, Moore's campaign said that it was, of course, a witch hunt. They said that before the news conference, uh, in which uh, Gloria Allred, her attorney, has called for hearings in the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee on this, called uh, for the accusers to come forward, for Roy Moore to come forward uh, and and testify. And in that press conference today, uh, uh, Gloria Allred also said that if the Judiciary Committee does not hold hearings and bring in this latest fifth accuser, that she is going to have more to say. But until she knows if they're going to do that, uh, have an open hearing, she's not going to say anymore. Well, the Republicans, uh, Mitch McConnell himself is saying that this is a... you know, that he should step aside. So I would think that he would call on the Senate Judiciary Committee to, if in fact this is a witch hunt, as Roy Moore says, bring him forward, let him make his case, bring the accusers forward, let them make their case. I mean, when senators say that uh, he should step aside if these uh, accusations are true, it's unclear how exactly it's supposed to be proven one way or another whether these accusations are true. When you had 
some 30 people on record in that Washington Post report uh, corroborating this, uh, this, saying that it was you know contemporaneously corroborated. So if you really have a question, is this true or not, bring the witnesses forward. Bring them on out. Let's haul them into the U.S. Senate. Uh, on uh, Sunday, taking a page from the way Donald Trump has handled similar allegations of sexual assault previously, um, Moore threatened to sue the Washington Post for their original report, though he did not specify what actual grounds he had for suing the media. At a uh, Christian Citizen Task Forum on uh, in Huntsville, Alabama over the weekend, Moore said the newspaper f- published false allegations quote, for which they will be sued. Okay. You recall that Donald Trump also uh, demanded a retraction and threatened to sue the New York Times after it reported allegations that he sexually assaulted two women. Trump denied the claims, but no suit was ever filed uh, when the Times stood by their story. Andrew Kaczynski of CNN reports today that uh, on Facebook, apparently, Moore's wife, Kayla, who is president of his Christian nonprofit, ironically named Foundation for Moral Law, has been going from group to group and posting uh, a clearly fake allegation, says Kaczynski, that uh, The Washington Post offered women thousands of dollars to come forward. One of the uh, one of the postings from Kayla Moore reads, uh, we knew something was coming, just did not know what was next. They've been on a witch hunt here with accusations and we are gathering evidence of money being paid to people who would come forward, which is part of why we are filing suit, Roy Moore's wife said. She went on to say Washington establishment and Democrat Party will stop at nothing to stop our campaign. Prayers appreciated. No actual evidence for those charges, but uh, that's what Roy Moore and his wife is now claiming. And uh, late today, after all of this, the head of the Senate Republican Campaign Committee says if if Roy Moore wins his race in Alabama, the Senate should vote to expel him. Senator Cory Gardner, Republican of Colorado, said in a statement that he believes the women who accuse more of the sexual misconduct and that they spoke with, quote, courage and truth. Good for Cory Gardner of Colorado. Gardner says that um, what they have uh, recounted proves that Moore is unfit to serve in the Senate and should not run for office. Gardner said if Moore refuses to withdraw from the Alabama race and wins, the Senate should vote to expel him because he does not meet the ethical and moral requirements of the U.S. Senate. Now, uh, before we get to a break and get to your calls on all of this, I'm happy to hear uh, whatever you uh, have to say. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. If you are listening live, uh, either in Southern California or anywhere else in California or over the uh, live stream, would love to hear from you. Uh, But basically... Gardner may be revealing a bit of ethics for the Senate Republican caucus. That's good. But not everyone in the caucus seems to be there yet. Basically, there seems to be three choices for the Republicans at this point. One, more steps aside, which he says he won't. And and somehow the GOP mounts a write-in campaign for someone, as uh, Mitch McConnell called for today. But without more stepping aside... 
or even if he does, frankly, his name is still going to appear on the ballot. And that would would seem to likely split the Republican vote and hand the race to the Democrat, Doug Jones, and uh, and decrease the GOP minority. Uh, I'm sorry, majority in the uh, in the upper house getting ahead of myself, decrease the majority for the Republicans in the Senate to uh, to just one single vote if, in fact, the Democrat wins. So that's one option, splitting, uh, potentially splitting the vote by having a write-in campaign. Two, if Moore is somehow still elected by the voters in Alabama, which frankly seems to me impossible to fathom, but maybe my imagination is not uh, great enough. You can straighten me out at 818-985-5735. But, you know, there is a lot of ways to suppress the vote in Alabama and to miscount the vote. Uh, But even if he is somehow elected by Alabama, um, the GOP can then vote in the Senate to not seat him at all. And that way they could avoid uh, being accused of caucusing with an alleged pedophile. That wouldn't look good in 2018 when a third of the Senate will be up for re-election. Or number three, uh, nobody really knows if this would be legal. The state governor and the legislature could work together in some fashion to try to postpone or cancel the election entirely, which some you know, so-called moderate pundits like CNN favorite Hugh Hewitt, Hugh Hewitt have been uh, calling for, even though the uh, Alabama governor, Kay Ivey, said today she is not considering doing anything like that. And even though she said she still plans to vote for more, the New York Times reports there is no apparent precedent for rescheduling an election so close to the planned vote. Republicans uh, have acknowledged that, but uh, in addition to state election laws, such an extreme step, if they decide to take it, could also run afoul of federal voting rights laws. But, you know, since when has either tradition or morality or ethics or even the rule of law stopped Republicans from stealing a seat when they needed to? Just asks uh, stolen Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, frankly. Now, uh, Rick Hassan was able to find uh, one precedent for this. Uh, This was in reply on Twitter. Uh, UC Irvine law expert Rick Hassan was replying to Hugh Hewitt, who said uh, on Twitter, quote, if Governor Kay Ivey and legislature agree to cancel special election and provide that appointed senator serves until the end of the term. Tough to see how a federal court overturns law when the more Jones objections arrive. Now, he's talking about canceling, essentially, the special election entirely and allowing Senator Luther Strange, who... uh, who lost in the recent Republican primary to Moore after Moore him uh, after Strange himself was appointed by the previous Alabama governor, Robert Bentley. He was forced to resign amid a sex scandal himself. Uh, But once the seat opened that had been occupied by Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions when he became attorney general, that's when Robert Bentley appointed Strange. Strange then lost to Moore. Bentley then uh, was forced to resign. Kay Ivey came in as governor. What a mess. In any event, UC Irvine uh, law expert Rick Hassan was able to find a precedent for this, but he had to go back to 1688 to find such a precedent. 
Literally, he had to go back to uh, a legal paper that found that King James II, when he fled England in 1688, attempted to stymie government by canceling writs of election, throwing the great seal into the Thames. The king said, a meeting of parliament cannot be authorized without writs under the great seal. That's how far they had to go back before they could find someone trying to cancel an election to avoid losing it. Uh, Hassan added, it seems to me that canceling an election already in progress, military and overseas voters are already voting um, 45 days out from the election, that that would raise serious equal protection and due process problems. Uh, It would also, of course, set a terrible precedent to cancel an election because the party in power expects to lose. So what is going to happen here? What will Republicans do? What should they do? And while we're at it, what should Democrats do? Have they been putting enough emphasis on on what I've been saying for quite a while, even before the sexual allegations against Moore, even before the big Democratic victories in last uh, last week's off-year election, even before that, I've been saying that they should be working harder for Doug Jones in Alabama, that that race is winnable. So are the Democrats doing enough? Can they can they really win a U.S. Senate seat in Alabama? Jeff Sessions's previous seat, ironically enough, can they win that this December? Your calls, 818-985-5735. We'll take a quick break, and we will come back with those calls and much more right here on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. CD quality audio, fewer commercials. And all your favorite progressive shows. Like Hartman, Miller, Malloy. And more. And instead of local commercials, you hear great features. Like the Brad Blog's Green News Report. No local radio affiliate? No prob. We're mobile. We are where you are. So while you're visiting bradblog.com. Don't forget to listen to Progressive Voices. And be sure to spread the word. We have to return the knowledge of God and the Constitution of the United States to the United States Congress. I want to see virtue and morality returned to our country. Amen. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Emil Sorensen, one of our favorite Twitter commenters, tweets me at the Bradblog. Uh, he's uh, writing in from Denmark to say, uh, I would guess that pursuing young teenage girls is somewhat pervasive in a right-wing Christian culture that is obsessed with female virginity or any culture that is. He may be right. 818-985-5735. Let's see if we can, uh, our old analog system here is uh, working, Desi Doyen, to get to calls. I think, uh, line to Emilio. Uh, welcome to the Bradcast. Not sure where you're from, Emilio, but welcome to the Bradcast, sir. Hey, thanks a lot, Brad. You know what? I'm actually calling from Tommy on Beverly and Rampart. Okay. Well, I don't am, don't be too specific, but go ahead. All right. <laughs> so, so Brad, I want to thank you for tackling this issue. I love KPFK. So, thank you for uh, for doing this. I am a Christian, mm-hmm. and what I want to what I want to voice 
is that we are not, we are totally not in agreement with this. This is uh, just uh, wrong on every, every level. So this is not about a, a Christian thing. I'll tell you what this is really about. You can keep me on the line if you like. This is about white guys in the South. That's mm. what this is about. It's not about Christian, but this is about a, a white culture in the South. And uh, what, what they're defensive about mm-hmm. is that this feels that this is an attack on their community. So again, uh, New York, L.A., these big cities, these city slickers have big ideas, and down in the South, they just don't like that. And so that's what it's, it's an offense of. It, it's, a, it's an offense of white guys in the South. It's a cultural thing, not a religious thing, uh, I would hope, but I think it's a religious cultural thing. Is that fair to say, in the South, among these white guys in the South, Emilio? You know what? I don't want to say that, mm-hmm. because, uh, you, you know, at, at one point you just mentioned right now about virginity. Uh, there, there is no pursuit of, of this idea. I, I think that uh, we've progressed from their understanding that, uh, of course, it, it is it is great to keep your virginity and to preserve yourself, but uh, this is not about uh, um, Christian Christians or Christianity mm-hmm. wanting to pursue 17-year-old girls because they're virgins. Uh, that that is not the the case here. When when you do become a Christian, mm-hmm. there is this uh, 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 practice that then God will, um, in a small way forgive you and, and of certain sins. And you may have had sex when you were 16 years old, but now you, you create a new walk, a spiritual walk with the Lord, where you no longer uh, will say, hey, look, I'm not going to do that anymore, and, and, I, and I will not sin in that area no longer. Well, although I think to uh, to get to that point, you have to have someone like Roy Moore admitting his uh, what he did and asking for forgiveness and saying, I won't do that anymore, but he is doing quite the opposite. He is just denying. Emilio, I really appreciate the, the, the call here and, and the thoughts. Thanks for uh, Thanks touching Thanks a lot. Right? Thank you so much. I look forward to the other calls. Keep it up. You're doing a great job. Thank you, brother. Greatly appreciated. Let me go to uh, Mike, uh, also a uh, Christian, I think. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad and Desi, if you're there. Yeah, I just want to say a few words in defense of uh, Judge uh, Moore from Scripture, mm-hmm. which are not based on the uh, Blessed Virgin Mary's age at the time of birth of the Lord of all creation. And that is that Moore's chief claim to fame, and what probably won him the election, is that he is known as the defender of the Ten Commandments against the Supreme Court's ruling that display of them in a public place or in a public mm-hmm. facility uh, is a violation of the separation of church and state. Mm-hmm. Now, as you may know, there have been many... And he was, just to, of, just to give uh, people a background on that, he was actually removed uh, as Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court because he refused to remove that monument uh, from the uh, from the courthouse uh, despite uh, court order, federal court orders to do so. So, yes, proceed, Mike. So, yeah. But as you may know, there have been many different versions of those commandments over mm-hmm. the ages. Sometimes they're eight, sometimes they're nine, sometimes they're ten, and different religions have different uh, versions of mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments. Right. But in none of those versions I know, uh, while they may say it's uh, a sin to commit adultery or covet your neighbor's uh, ass, at the same time, they never say anything about molesting underage girls who are in your custody. 
So, I mean, if God's law doesn't forbid it, I, I guess Judge Roy is an upright fellow. Now, I, I don't think when you said uh, in support of uh, Roy Moore, I don't think you actually meant that, right? You were uh, being somewhat... I'm at your cynicism, young man. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to make sure, Mike, because uh, in this culture, in this day and age, you can never know. Appreciate that thought, Mike. Yes, if you're not told to not do it specifically by God, then uh, why not? Oh, that you're holding up a sign, slavery? What does that mean? What, uh, what are you uh, trying that to— That means that, you know, yeah. slavery is also condoned in the Bible and all kinds of other yeah, things, like so killing your enemies, you know, summary, summary execution. So I, I'm glad to hear that he was being— <laughs> That he was joking yes. about that. I hope so. Uh, let me go to uh, f- line five. Uh, James. Hey, James, welcome to the broadcast. Hello, how are you? I'm okay, how are you? Good. I just have some comments about this whole issue. One thing that we have to remember is that it's not just these women coming up and saying that uh, Judge Moore did these things, but there's also several men who say it was quote-unquote common knowledge that he was doing this kind of thing, and Mm -hmm. everyone thought it was quote-unquote weird at the time. Mm -hmm. So there's some other corroboration evidence of this him doing this kind of thing but it's only in the past three or four weeks that there's been this string of celebrities who have totally been destroyed by allegations of sexual harassment that we finally said oh wait a minute is it this must be wrong mm-hmm. so um i think he's definitely stepped down mm-hmm. and i think it's about time that people say wait a minute you know even though we can't pursue legally against him because the statute of limitation has run out. If, if, you know, this kind of thing is not the kind of thing you want from the Senate, someone in the Senate, if, it, if it, you know. Yeah. And which brings up another point. I just don't understand. Can you explain, this might be slightly off topic because we're talking about more, but how is it that Trump gets a free ride on all of his sexual harassment accusers and maybe it's because they're afraid that the Republicans will come back and say, what about Clinton or mm-hmm. what do you... I No, I, I don't think, well, I don't, actually, I don't think he did get a free ride. I think that he was uh, held accountable in the media and somehow or another, Donald Trump ended up being named uh, the president of the United States. Uh, and uh, notice I don't say that he actually won the election because we don't know because nobody bothered to actually count the ballots, particularly in these very close states that uh, are said to have been the ones that put him over the top. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the real people we should be asking for accountability is the is the senator it is actually started the House and those Republicans who apparently uh, are fine. With having someone who has had these uh, uh, allegations of uh, sexual harassment and assault brought against them, even though he's sitting in the White House. They seem to be fine with that because they're not holding any kind of impeachment hearings. So they're fine with that. Suddenly in the Senate, there's a few of them that are concerned that uh, a fellow senator... A potential senator may have done this. That's all of a sudden a problem for them. But you're right. No, it's true. And it should be brought up all the time. And I'm glad you did, James. Thank you, sir, for uh, for calling and making that point. 818-985-5735 is our number. Hearing from a lot of dudes, there must be some women out here who who must have some thoughts on all of this. Or are you just... 
sick of it by now. I wouldn't blame you if you are. 818-985-5735. And, and sick just about the idea that someone, you know, even before the sexual allegations against uh, Roy Moore came out, he had already uh, said that homosexuality should be outlawed. He refused to uh, to debate Doug Jones because Doug Jones uh, was against uh, 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 Donald Trump's attempt to ban transgender troops in the U.S. military. That was his claim. That's why he says he wasn't debating Doug Jones. Uh, he had said that uh, Muslims should not run for office, including, I guess, Congressman Keith Ellison, who is a Muslim, uh, a sitting uh, Congress member. So he doesn't want to talk about those points. Instead, he's been up in D.C. meeting with other senators as if he's just in. I guess I'm uh, somewhat leaning towards saying in like Flynn for people who know that reference, but uh, as if he's, you know, didn't even have to run for office down there in Alabama. It was just a given that, of course, he's going to win. He's a Republican. Well, will Democrats step up and turn this guy out now? I don't know. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me go to uh, Bill in Lake Elsinore. Hey, Bill, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. I want to speak on the uh, behalf of the Honorable Judge Moore. I, being a Christian, can tell you right now that I can speak for all the women. And in Alabama, <laughs> you can just label them as concubines and virgins. And well. We're off the hook. And, and be, the ju- Honorable Judge is part of the power structure. Hey, it, it just stands to reason, does it not? Uh, you know what? I, I think uh, too much of the broadcast snark is now uh, making is now becoming contagious amongst our listeners because I'm pretty sure you're just being uh, snarky there, Bill. Uh, but I do appre- I do appreciate it much. Let me uh, thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Let me go to uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let me go to Joan in Wildemar. Good. We finally had a woman calling in, uh, I think. Joan, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Joan. Do I have her? Line four, D'Angelo? Do I? Okay, let me put her back on hold, I think. Let me try. Oh, line two. All right, there we go. Line two, welcome, uh, Joan. Welcome to the broadcast. Hi, can you hear me? I can now. Thank you. What's up? Well, just, you know, speaking as a woman on the topic of more in Alabama, you were saying you had a lot of men and not enough women. Yes. And I am also a rape survivor, so to have someone, you know, potentially be in the Senate, Mm -hmm. well, even if it's not my state, is very appalling. And as you were saying, you know, the Republicans care now versus not caring about our president, who is, you know, being accused. Mm -hmm. And, well, if, you know, you're saying Alabama law, they can't take off his name and he runs and he wins, then they should do everything possible to make him be removed. He shouldn't be serving in any way, shape, or form, and he himself should just admit it, or like you said, go to trial, bring everyone to the court, and mm-hmm. hash it all out, because it's not, it's not okay. It's really traumatizing to have to see these people in media, on the news, in articles, and for these survivors, me or anyone else, 
it's hard to hear, it's hard to see, and know that they have impact on our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay. And even coming up with the Christians and saying, oh, well, it's part of our culture, it's not. This Bible has been rewritten over and over and over, translations, pages lost. You're just speaking nonsense at this point and trying to defend yourself when there is nothing to defend. You are wrong and children cannot consent in any way, shape, or form. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, I know, I know, and I have not enjoyed talking about any of this uh, over the past uh, several days. It's, it's horrible, but I feel like we have to talk about it. We've, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to be judicious with the details that I've offered, but I think that uh, people need to understand the details so that they understand what it is that we're actually talking about here so that Republicans are... completely understandable. Yeah. Get it out in any way, shape, or form you can to get the support you need to get these people out of office. I appreciate that call, Joan. Thank you very much, and thanks for uh, for listening. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five is our phone number. Let's take a let's take a quick break here, and we'll uh, we'll come back with more on this. More, more, whether we like it or not. All right, I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Don't go away. <laughs> Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast, both brought to you without corporate or political influence, because we rely on you to help keep us completely independent. Please drop by bradblog.com donate today and help us stay on your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com donate. You'll thank yourself later. I'll thank you now. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, right-wingers think they have come up with a, uh, with a fantastic new way to tick off liberals. Uh, this is kind of amazing. Uh, Fox News host Sean Hannity cheered on his fans on Sunday night as they published videos of, them, of themselves smashing their Keurig coffee makers Due to the company's boycott of Hannity's show, Keurig and several other companies have pulled their ads from Hannity's Fox News show over his coverage of these allegations uh, that Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore pursued relationships with teenage girls while he was in his 30s. He had uh, Hannity had at one time referred to uh, Moore's alleged sexual assault of a 14-year-old minor in Alabama when he was a 32-year-old assistant district prosecutor as, quote, consensual. Hannity later apologized for that, but uh, upset with Keurig for pulling their uh, upset with with Keurig for participating in this boycott of Hannity, pulling their ads from his shows. Fox fans tweeted videos of themselves breaking the coffee machines uh, and Hannity praised his, quote, deplorable viewers for their video protests that they were posting on Twitter. So uh, very quickly, before I get back to the phones here at 818-985-5735, Desi Doyen, does that bother you <laughs> that all of these right-wingers are breaking their Keurig coffee makers? Oh, heavens, no, it does not. Because as you and I have talked before, these Keurig coffee makers are a huge plastic waste problem. Every single one of those lasts forever. Every single one of those tiny single-use... Single 
used cups. Plastic yep. cups. Plastic cups that are not recyclable. They last forever. For your one cup of coffee, the world and the, everybody else has to pay for that for the so rest of time. So you say smash them. Is that I right? I say don't use them. All right. Take them to an appropriate recycling facility, please, and recycle those materials and recycle that Keurig. Don't just dump it because it's electronic. So. So take it to the right place. Responsibly said, Desi Doyen. All right, let me go back to the phones. 818-985-5735. Jason in Santa Barbara. Hey, Jason, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Jason. Do we have the... Oh, we don't. We have the wrong number. All right, let me uh, go back, put him back on hold, and let me try... There we go. Uh, Jason, do we have you now? Hey, Hey, Jason, welcome to the broadcast. What's up? Uh, Just a couple of things. Um... Those people who call and purport to be Christians, mm-hmm. uh, they're not Christians. You, you can take parts of the Bible, but you can't just pick and choose. It just doesn't work that way. Well, I think that um, our—I think—why why you think that they were—because they were not uh, really trying to—they were being snarky. They weren't defending Roy Moore, but you still feel they're, they're, they're not no, Christians? I, 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 I get that, that were, there were certain people being snarky, but I think that there were people who were— there are Christians who are not Christians, yeah. and they're quite confused. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is that in, in, given the recent landslide of uh, illicit, yeah. you know, all these people in Hollywood and everywhere, and, you know, there are a lot of good men in my life and in the world who do not do that, that kind of crap. That it, it's just not the way most men are. Most men I know are really decent, hardworking fellas, and this is just, you know, they're just a bunch of perverts. They're a small group of people who need to be, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Be careful there, Jason. I, I hear you, and I appreciate, uh, I appreciate your thought. I hope you're right. Diana in Santa Monica. Hi. Hey, Diana, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, thanks uh, for taking my call. Sure. Um, I just want to say that there's nothing surprising about this guy. Uh, he's among thousands and thousands and thousands all over the world of men who, who are like that and who do this. Uh, we have a political system on this planet Earth. It's called the patriarchy. It's rule of the fathers. And uh, they they don't take any responsibility for themselves as individuals and therefore as a result they actually turn into they look like humans they're actually vampires uh <laughs> you know yeah. and uh i myself have huge amount of experience with being attacked harassed stalked uh followed grabbed etc cetera, etc cetera. uh most of us out here or women have all had this experience some experience some of this a whole lot. The lower you get down in the classes, the worse it becomes. So it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that they will try to get him in. Uh, and uh, it's a shame we Americans have to deal with the fact they'd rather have somebody in there like that than vote for a Democrat. We will see. So we will see if that's the case. Need yeah. We need to arm our girls. They need to be taught self-defense mandatory in all the schools they need to uh because but know, we don't we don't have to arm that you're not talking about arm them with weapons are you diana arm them with something self-defense martial right. arts uh you know something because um 
Well, maybe I'd hate, I'd hate to, yeah, self-defense is, is one thing arming the world, uh, because there are idiots like Roy Moore and other men out there who would do that. Boy, I hate to, I hate to move to that, uh, Diana. I appreciate that uh, call though. And that thought, yeah. Gender though. We're not allowed. We're not, it's not promoted. We're not allowed to uh, defend ourselves. Well, and yes, so yeah, you are against something like that. Do. Go get them. Thanks, Diana. I appreciate right. that call. Uh, and as usual, uh, we're able to close out here, I think, with our friend Mo in uh, Long Beach. Hey, Morris, welcome to the broadcast. Long time, no talk to. No problem, Brad. I'm glad you're back on, uh, on the air right now. Listen, the Koch brothers have a lot of money invested in the U.S. Congress. you got Mike Pence breaking ties right now. If Lucifer himself, Jack the Ripper, or Hitler were running, he would definitely still get the Republican Party support. Can you say the name Don Siegelman? You are talking Alabama, ain't you? We Don are Siegelman. talking about uh, Don, uh, about Alabama, and yes, Don Siegelman was, in fact, railroaded by the Republicans down there. But he did win a statewide election as governor not all that long ago. So I know that Alabamans, Alabamians can do it, uh, can elect a Democrat to statewide office. Get busy, Alabama. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my uh, board op today, D'Angela Jones, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's broadcast, download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am simply the Brad Blog. That's it. Until we meet again, which will be tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Yeah.